G'day everybody, my name's Karen. And I'm Kyle. And this is Let's Get Lyrical, the podcast where two musicians overthink the lyrics of your favourite pop songs. Today, the song that we are going to shred into a fine paste and then reform into the paper mache monster that is the Halloween costume of our lives is Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Take a listen to this song before you listen to our insane theories on what this is about. <laughs> go go on Spotify, go on Amazon, go on your preferred musical app. Take a listen and also Google the lyrics so that you can follow along. We would do that for you, but it's illegal. <laughs> it's, it's illegal for well, free. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not illegal. It's just expensive. <laughs> Uh, the lyrics were written by Brandon Flowers, who's the lead singer of The Killers, music by Dave Kuning, and the song was written in 2002, released in 2003 for a very limited run, and then re-released in 2004. On the album, Hot Fuss. Yeah, I didn't even know that. You know what? If you had told me that song was written in 1994, I would have believed you. Oh, no, I'm very acutely aware of when this song came out and the uh, school dances that <laughs> that played it ad nauseum. I've only seen you dance once, so this is very interesting I, to me. I didn't say I danced. It was at a school dance. <laughs> okay, that sounds more accurate. I couldn't believe that this song was written by a U.S. band. Yeah, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I completely understand. It does kind of sound European. Yeah. But it also is very Vegasy to me. Uh, their, their whole f- sound and feel feels like they also hang out with Jimmy Kimmel. And he's, oh. he's from Vegas. That is my reference. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> now, the cool thing about this song is that it was the first song that the band wrote together. They, they really started strong. Uh, now, I, I feel like I'm just retelling a story that I have heard them tell. Yeah. <laughs> the guitarist was looking for musicians and Brandon Flowers found that person. They hung out together and they wrote this on the first day that they were actually writing songs together. They are a Craigslist band. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That is the like, you know what? It's either you have a number one single or you get murdered. (laughs) That's Craigslist right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this song was written about an actual cheating girlfriend. That's where it came from. He he was asleep and he found out his girlfriend was cheating on him. So we know that like, the historical context is that this song uh, theoretically actually happened hmm. to this guy. And I watched the video clip of it the other day just for a little extra fun. At the party? The music video? Yeah. Exactly. They're at the this party, party right? and he his girlfriend is cheating on him with Eric Roberts. Oh. It's Julia Roberts' brother. <laughs> I mean, if... <laughs> Those are two pretty high-profile people to be uh, (laughs) two-timing. Yeah, I think you're going to find out. Yeah, that's right. It'll it'll be on E! News. You sing this song, I would say, at least three times a night. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those songs, a lot of the songs are like this, where I don't think people are thinking about the song at all. And I think if you, the lyrics, I think if you ask them what it's about, they would have no idea. Uh, But... There's a level of anger inherent in the song. Without, oh, yeah. If you, if you don't even have lyrics, you just mumble. Over that beat. Right. But I, I'm, I'm curious. I think a lot of people would get it wrong if you said, hey, you can't look. Like, what do you think the song's about? I think because they hear the word bright side, they say, oh, positivity. It's mm. positive. 
It's certainly um, like an end of the night, let's party on kind of song. Right. You play it at the height. You play it in tandem with Party in the USA. Yeah. In, t- in terms of energy and positivity and, yeah, everyone getting up in, in unity and dancing together and, and feeling right. something. Yeah, it's it's not a song. I mean, it's kind of like, not to bring in a million other songs, but it's kind of like Copacabana where it's like, the whole thing's about murder. I yeah. mean, it's a murder song. You don't stay clear of it because, oh, this is a sad song. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they definitely are thinking fun, fun in yeah, the moment. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think that brings to it a level of positivity, even though that's not what it's about. That brings a, into it a bigger question about these songs in general. It's just, mm. Is the song about what it's about? <laughs> or is it about the reaction of what it isn't about? <laughs> well, that's what we're going to try and find out. My big question about this song is what is the mental state of Brandon Flowers while he's singing it? Like, it seems a little unhinged to me. Yeah. Um, coming out of my cage is the opening line. That's a nice image. It kind of is a little bit like rat in a cage kind of zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. But what is the cage? What's he? What's the compound holding him in? I do come at this pretty literally. I mean, I don't think it's a literal cage, but <laughs> like Hansel but, and Gretel. <laughs> yeah, no. He is attempting. He is claiming to the audience that he is coming out of the mental state that he is in. I mean, that's the next part of it. I've been doing just fine. I've been doing just fine. So he's like shut down. So he's. It's kind of. I almost picture like maybe being drunk. Maybe not, but just coming in and be like, hey, guys, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Here I am. Hey, hey I'm good. Fine. I'm good. So the cage, like, it's a cage of his own, if not his own creation, at least inside his own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cage, the cage in his mind, he's potentially had been sh- shut off maybe physically, maybe just emotionally to mm. other people, and he's now coming out and saying, guys, I'm fine now. Whether he is or not, yet to be yeah. seen. Well, exactly. But if if you're someone who has to say it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You and know? the thing is, the next line is that he's got to be down. He's got to, got to be down yeah. because he wants it all. And I suppose all is like a healthy state of mind or like friends, functionality. He wants to be living life. But his mental state has been keeping him from doing that. Right. I'm going to go back to again. If you are mentally sound. You're not even thinking about this stuff. So the fact that you have to say it means... Actually, uh, <laughs> I've had a few conversations with you where you've been like, I made myself leave the house today. And I've been <laughs> like, good job. you got to be down because you want it all. <laughs> I am. I'm Mr. Brightside. Maybe well, are. we'll find out. That's the question uh, here. Okay, this is the new topic. Is Kyle Mr. Brightside? <laughs> <laughs> it started out with a kiss. So it seemed like he really wants to, to have a relationship or to be to put himself out there, see what he can get. Is that line him saying, I met a girl who was, it started out with a kiss. I didn't expect it to be any more than that. Yeah, maybe. Is, is it that simple? Maybe he is pessimistic about it. it right, like he never he never intended it even to be something that he was going to fall for this person. Maybe, or maybe he never expected somebody to like him back. Maybe he's still in that like depressive kind of, mm. I'm not expecting that somebody's going to like me. Also, the other thing that I was wondering is, is the kiss with him or is the kiss with someone else? Like, has he already had a girlfriend this whole time? And then this drama that he's playing out started off with a kiss with someone else. 
said it started out with a kiss, had it end with end up like this. And then he says it was only a kiss, it was only a kiss. He says that again twice. Oh, I think that goes so more to this. He's falling trying asleep. to tell himself, maybe he tell was other out people. Of the cage, he's or he's coming fine. Out of the cage, I mean, this is this is a moment of reverting back. I mean, like it was only Wait, a kiss. Now we see that. that. I just yeah. want to go back to because it was only a kiss. Man, he's this guy is so screwed up. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah, he's rocking around inside his own mind. It was only a kiss, it was only a kiss. To me that see that almost sounds like he saw his girlfriend kiss her cousin on the cheek as they were leaving a party and he freaked out about it or like kissed an old friend or something. And it was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. She's still my girlfriend. <sighs> Like it could be. Oh. See, yeah, because if we're reading it as him trying to convince himself that it was just this one moment and not a relationship she's having behind his back. I mean, it could also be that she did tell him about a kiss that happened but said it was only a kiss, it was nothing more. Oh. So it is an admission of cheating. And then what we're about to talk about is his mind not being able to just say yeah it was only a kiss so this whole song is a spin-off of, of this just this kiss. the kiss yeah. yeah so he's falling asleep this kiss is on his mind and it starts the picture starts forming yeah so now the rest of this is just in his head it's all paranoia from here on out right and he does say when we're going to get to it he does say it's all in my head okay. so the order of events is she's calling a cab he's smoking a cigarette see i always thought they were in different locations but then the, the next thing is she's taking a drag yeah you know no, i'm thinking she the vision here is they've just had sex she's calling a cab saying i'm gonna leave he's sitting there smoking you know oh that was great but then she touches his chest so i think they're somewhere out together or they've met at a bar oh and then oh, and then they go to bed oh right right, right. Then she touches his chest and he takes off her dress, which I think is another line people love because they're like, woohoo, take <laughs> off the dress. <laughs> I mean, that's fun. It's a fun image. Someone else taking off your dress. I'm lazy. I don't want to take yeah. my own dress off. And then, the le- and then the next line is let me go. And you get let to say go, go for a while. Yeah, go. That's a fun word to say. Um, but let me go. Who's me? Is well, that him? I think it's almost it's everybody everyone in that song says it at the same time oh meta yeah so he's it's, saying it's split screen between these three people and they all say it and it's you know like an anime ah so he's saying get out of my head you bad vision right and she's saying let me get out of this dress and right. the boyfriend is saying let me go have sex with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes Okay, yes. I mean, I get that it's not perfect, but No, that's yes. a, that's a great that's a very big visual and I'll probably think about that too every time I hear it from now on. My stomach is sick. Oh. That was the line. So, and it's all in my head. Those two kind of go together. Yeah, so the stomach is sick and it's all in his head. This sounds like a a very graphic intersection of the mental physical state. The mind affects the body, the body affects the mind. And it's and it's cutting back to him to remind us and remind him Again, he's saying it's it's in my head. Yeah, a lot of this is him convincing himself. Yeah. He's he's kind of in this dual state of having these visions and also being aware they're not real. Ooh, like being in those dreams when you can't wake up. Oh, I get them all the time. Ooh. I hate them. If Ooh. I sleep on my back, side note, but I can't <laughs> sleep on my back because I get them every time with a 100% success rate wow. if I fall asleep on my back. 
This song is about you. Yeah. <laughs> if this is all his imagination, then them saying let me go is all three of them because really it's it's only him. It's only him. So it is all three of them. So he's narrating his girlfriend's yeah. fictional affair. Right. Ooh. But anyway, that he's having he's the calling the cab, smoke, drag. His stomach is sick. It kind of like takes him out of what's going on because he's physically feeling it. And then it's all in my head. It's him telling himself, oh. stop being sick. Like, you are literally like making, making yourself making, sick. Yeah. Yeah. But she's touching his chest now. Like, then he can't stop. So he's back. So he's, he's back at it. That He hasn't really come out of his cage at all, has he? Doesn't look like it. He he was there for a minute, maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he was lying when he said he was fine. He's not fine at all. Um, yeah, he just can't look. It's killing him. I just can't look. It's killing me. And taking control. So he... He's giving up now because, yeah. or, or, well, you could say it two ways. He's either giving up or he's admitting what's wrong, right? He's saying it's taking control. That could be an admission of the reality. Before he was trying to pretend like he was fine. So he's like, so the let me go from him is like begging to not be in this state anymore, but it's just taking him, taking over him, taking control. But the question is, is that good or bad? Because before he was p- trying to pretend. So, oh, so maybe guess... this is on the way to recovery by <laughs> finally admitting it. That's right. He, he's admitted he has a problem, but he's not up to the stage of solving it yet. And that kind of goes into the chorus because he says jealousy. So now he's saying, he's saying... the thing he actually has. Right? He's I mean, finally up admitting in, it. Up until then, has he said anything that admits anything other than he's been doing fine. Yeah, up until this point, <laughs> we imagine that he's been holding it together at, at some level. I mean, at least he's saying that he is. Yeah. yeah. But now he's like, oh, the jealousy. So jealousy, the first line of the chorus, is a feeling that he's actually having. The only other feeling he has said is that he's doing fine, which is clearly not true. Otherwise, those would be the only two lyrics of the song, <laughs> and the rest would be a saxophone solo. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it would go straight into Party in the USA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's it. Now, you explain turning saints into the sea because I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, I think as an image, it's just beautiful. Firstly, I think about like a helicopter dumping a bunch of saints out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you could say <laughs> turning saints into the sea would be like turning something nice into something salty or maybe she's the saint but now she's all washed away so the next thing he says is swimming through sick lullaby so we know that he's deep in the sea so i guess maybe he's the saint and he was trying to be a good boyfriend and now he's just like a salty bitter mess and he's swimming through a sick lullaby i guess like a lullaby is something you sing before you fall asleep so this like sick yeah well I'm gonna say that the that the C is words. I mean, I mean physically. I mean, obviously it's a metaphor, but physically, yes, he's in this sea. But the C is words that have been said, and I say that because he's swimming through the the lullabies, which ended up being sickened. But the next thing is choking on your alibi. So the alibi is also water. She's been saying so many alibis, is oh. choking on those too. So the C is just words. C is words. Yeah, he's he's swimming in all the words and all the stories and the whole relationship. So maybe maybe it's not just words. Maybe it's maybe the C is vignettes of their relationship. I mean, clearly this guy is dramatic. <laughs> he's very dramatic. The kelp of your lies. The orcas of my despair. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's just the price I paid. Destiny is calling me. I put these two together because part of me thinks it's the price he pays for his overthinking and for his uh, paranoia. But it also seems like that's who he is. And he knows that no matter what he does, he's going to be sitting there thinking about this, even if she's at the bakery or even if she's out getting her nails done, he's going to be thinking. So you're saying the destiny is the destiny to think about this? Like it's yeah. just not going to ever end? Because that's the price he pays yeah. for being him. Yeah, I would say it's more destiny in like the Greek god sense where like, it has been foretold that you will always be jealous and in exchange you will have great songwriting powers. Right, right. And so he's like, well, I got the good thing, so I'm just going to have to live with the bad thing. So you're saying his destiny implies he doesn't really have free will. This is what's going yeah. to happen. He's like Achilles' heel where he was born in such a way that he already knows his undoing is going to be this before he even begins. But the price I pay means he must be getting something out of it. Maybe it's like a comfort thing of almost just having something to do every night. Oh, I will stress. Well, yeah, that does imply, it does say it's the price I pay. So it's the price I pay for something, yeah. for being alive. For... Could be. Open up my eager eyes. What's he eager for? More destiny? <laughs> No, I don't think he. I don't think he wants more destiny. Mm. But he seems very like cheerful about being a miserable slob. Maybe that's why people like it. <laughs> Maybe that's the price we pay every day. Like we have our crummy jobs and and we show up every day, but then we get to dance our butts off to Mr. Brightside at I night. Mean, I mean, that's the thing. We could say this is him kind of going back into his delusion into the party that he came out of. The cage at the beginning. Oh, so the cage was a party. <laughs> like the leaving the cage was going to a party that he claimed he was fine at. Oh, you mean a physical party or like a party in the mind? <laughs> I don't know. Take, take your pick. Okay. Open up my eager eyes. What's he eager about? Is it? I I think there's like got to be some kind of well, eagerness to fulfill his I would character. Say, I would say he's eager. To find love because he found love the first time. Maybe maybe he fell in love too quickly. Like, none of this is even a long-term relationship. But he's choking on her alibis. He's miserable. Destiny's calling him his eager eyes. Or is his destiny to be happy? And he's trying to get over it. And that's why he calls himself Mr. Brightside. Because he's he believes maybe that his destiny is to be a loving and trusting partner. Maybe that's it. And so he's eager to believe it and to see the bright side of it, but he's not quite there yet. Yeah, nothing nothing in this has painted him as a bad guy. Except that he's a paranoid boyfriend. Right. Like that could get pretty Wait, annoying. is it is it is he paranoid? We don't Well, he I think if it was only a kiss, like I think your duty as a boyfriend is to try and trust your spouse. I think your duty. I think your duty as mm. as any kind of partner is to try and trust your spouse. I mean, it depends. When you say it was only a kiss, again, is 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 that her saying it to him, and he's trying to believe that or not? I, I think, think that we don't have enough information. Oh to, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Maybe this whole thing is him going down the path he always goes on. That's his like trodden path. Is she said it was a kiss? 
I normally get jealous, but this time I'm trying to see the bright side of it. I'm trying to open my eager eyes. And this is at the end here, yeah. Yeah, so he's going through all that and he's trying his best to leave it behind and to be a good boyfriend. Yeah, I would say that if we read it that way, the end of this song, not that we're at the end yet, but I would say that it's relatively inconclusive. It's basically... At the point where he said, it's just the price I pay, Destiny's calling me, open up my eager eyes. At, like, open up my eager eyes, he's trying to forget it all again, goes back to the party. Yeah. And then we zoom out, and we don't know if he succeeds or not. And that's okay. That that was a glimpse into his mind for the five minutes. That it took him to comprehend what she said. That it, that it took to go through everything that happened yeah. in the song. I like that you're taking such a visual, cinematic yeah, interpretation. I'm, I'm feeling very uh very movie today. Yeah, you are. I'm just feeling big feelings and you've got like the camera going. Yeah, I'm cameraman. I okay, that's I don't good. want feelings. Okay. <laughs> this is why I lock you in a closet every week because I'm trying mm-hmm. to f- access your feelings. Mm. You could read this very much as he's really trying to work through his feelings. He's really attempting to get over everything that she's just said and he's really attempting to believe her and see the bright side and get over it. Or you could read this as he's just fallen off the edge, he's deep in it, he really believes himself, and he's eager to fulfill his lifelong prophecy of being a Debbie Downer about his girlfriend, and Mr. Brightside is just the most sarcastic title he could think of for Mm. who he is. Oh, I don't know which one I like more or what has more. I want to have a hot take. Yep. (laughs) We already know that where we're going with this was is that the song does everything twice. Yeah. We go through all this again. What if it's one time one, one time the other, and then my camera zoom out where you don't know which one. Or it's like the butterfly butterfly movies okay. where we see two versions of something. Because that was my big question. Why do we do it all again? <laughs> because the first time... <laughs> The first time he concludes, it, most of the song on take one and take two is the same thing. Yeah. But it's the conclusion that's different. It's the first time he is, well, you can say either one. I don't know if it's important which one is first or second, because I think if we're going with this interpretation, it's just two versions of the same thing. Butterfly effect. We've seen, this, we hear, we watched the story twice. It concludes differently. And which one happened? I don't know. It's the, the chaos of his mind. Yeah. Wow, and then it will really come down to performance about is he angrier at the end of the first one and then relieved at the end of the second? Or is he convincing himself at the end of the first one that he actually is Mr. Brightside and he's actually fine? And then the second time he's like, but then it started again. Right. And I'm back on this hamster wheel and I, I came out of my cage. Maybe the maybe the bright side is him going, nope. I'm fine with this. I'm coming out of my cage again. And so the the loop starts up again. Right. The groundhog day of his thinking kicks off again. And he's like, no, I've already concluded that I'm cool about this. And I've opened up my eager eyes and I'm Mr. Brightside. And then boom, it starts again. And then the paranoia kicks in again. But then, okay. So then the tag out. I never, I never, I never, I never. What didn't he do? Musically. It it's, goes. It's accelerating, yeah. Right, right. We hit we hit higher notes each time. So it's not, I never, and then he calms down. No, I never, I never, I never. It's the other way. 
So it's I never, I never, I never. I don't know. Is I never escape? I never escape this wheel. It just goes around. I mean, that's like us singing it four times a night. We will never (laughs) escape this song. Also, by the way, it does not end on the one chord. No, it doesn't. I only found that out yesterday. I mean, I only, (laughs) I only perform it that way so that people clap. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea it ended just on I never. I never, I'll never get away from this. I never stop thinking about it. I never trust her. I've never kissed someone else. I wanted this to kind of have a positive ending with my butterfly theory thing, but the fact that the song does not end on the one chord and that he says I never and it accelerates, I do think it's I never. Well, he thinks I'll never get out of the loop. Now, he might. I mean... I think this is what happens to people when they're in like a trauma yeah. format. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's possible that he does. But as far as us as listeners into this point of this man's life, we leave him at the point where he doesn't think this is ever going to end. I definitely have had that experience of having something annoying happen and being like, this is the way I'm going to feel for the rest of my life. Yes, I have had that. Too. Yeah. I think we've all had that if we're Maybe. above uh, like 15. Yeah. So maybe in terms of it being like a party song and such a relatable song, maybe everybody kind of feels that way. That There's something that's pissed them off. Like, I mean, I can remember things from like 25 years ago that that annoyed me and I have not gotten over that thing. (laughs) Do you think people like subconsciously know what's going on in the song? I think it's so relatable musically and in a very different way, it's so relatable lyrically that maybe even if people are responding to one... The fact that the other is there is also like, I know that feeling. Is the uncertainty about how people relate to this song a great place to end since we are also uncertain about how yes. this guy is feeling? So, <laughs> we are no deeper into the psychology of Brandon Flowers than we were an hour ago. <laughs> oh, dear. I, but yeah. <laughs> huh. That's... Hmm. Hmm. You know what? That's the conclusion. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Thank you so much for getting lyrical with us. My name is Karin. My name is Kyle. And this has been Let's Get Lyrical. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like it and subscribe it and rate it on whatever service we've managed to get onto. Yeah, let us us know what you think about this song. How optimistic do you think it is? How pessimistic do you think it is? (laughs) Pick a side. Hey. And let us know. We are on Instagram at Let's Get Lyrical Podcast, and we can't wait to hear your theories on uh, the world of music. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.